Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, we live in this world, but we're not of it. We wear the same clothing, talk on the same phones, drive the same cars, and enjoy the same foods as the rest of this world. And yet, we're different from this world, different, different than this world. We're set apart and marked as Christians. And so the question is, what is this thing that makes us different? What distinguishes the Christian from all other people? Jesus simply answers the question by saying this. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. These words are found later on in the gospel text, but in the same conversation, he, he tells the Jews, he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And what differentiates you from the world is your ears and what you hear within. Here's the thing. Sheep aren't really talented or distinguished. They're not the fastest or the strongest or the smartest. They aren't especially good at anything outwardly. But there is one thing that they are good at. It's hearing. And it's not that they have exceptional hearing. It's, it's not that they can hear sounds and things that, and pitches that we can't. Their gift of hearing is that of discernment. They have discerning hearing. That means they can tell the difference between their shepherd's voice and all other voices and noises. So to, to, to illustrate the point, here's a description of how that looks. After a long day of work, the, uh, of tending the sheep and caring for the flock, the shepherds would go and bring the, their sheep and leave them in a holding pen over the night so that they could get some rest. And uh, while all the sheep were there from dozens of different shepherds, while the shepherds slept, there was a watchman who would protect them overnight. And then the next morning, the shepherd would go back to the pen and stand in the midst of all the sheep and he would start calling out his sheep by name. And in the middle of it all, at the center of all the various voices, all the different shepherds calling out their names, the sheep would discern and hear the voice of their shepherd and they would run to him and they would gather around him. So can you imagine this? Hundreds and thousands of sheep, uh, sheep and, and dozens of shepherds, all who pretty much look alike, all making noise, calling out at the same time. And yet through it all, the sheep tunes the rest out, zones in on his shepherd's voice, spots him, weaves in and out of the traffic and gets to where his shepherd is. He rushes to where his vo that voice is. And that's the picture. And this is the picture of us. It's a picture of us in the pen of this world with millions and billions who look and behave just like us. It's a picture of us standing in the midst of hundreds and thousands of people raising their voices, screaming for our attention. It's the picture of the multitudes running around, bumping into each other and flocking toward the sound that is most dear to them, the voice that they call their own. And you have all this going around and in the midst of it all is Jesus as he calls us. We hear his voice and we follow him. Hearing the voice of Jesus, though, isn't some sort of call to mysticism or enthusiasm. Jesus isn't saying here, that if you could only be quiet enough, if you could only be still enough or focused enough, you can hear the soft voice of God speaking in your heart. 
He isn't telling us to turn inward, to be still, to hear the voice of Jesus individually in our hearts and in our minds. This isn't at all what Jesus is talking about. This isn't at all what he said. We hear the voice of Jesus outside of us, extra nos. We hear the voice of Jesus in his word, the word of his Holy Spirit, which he caused to be written down for our learning so that we might believe and that by believing we would have life in his name. He isn't teaching us to hear the word of God, his voice internally or isolated or individually. He's showing us that the words of scripture, which we hear in our ears right now, is his voice. The scripture that was breathed out by God is his word and his voice. And that's why you are here today. Every time you gather here, you're gathering around your shepherd because of his word and his voice. It's his voice that called you by name in holy baptism and baptized you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's his voice that at the beginning of this service declared, I forgive you all of your sins. And it's his voice that says, take, eat, this is my body. Take, eat, and drink, this is my blood. It's his voice. The good shepherd might use the mouth and hands of his under-shepherds, of his pastors, but it's still his voice. It's Jesus who blesses. It's Jesus who forgives. It's Jesus who calls and gathers, enlightens and sanctifies and promises to you. It's his word, his work, his gifts, his doing. And this is how Jesus has gathered you here today. He called you by name with his voice. You're all gathered here around him, the good shepherd. But you're not the only ones who know this. Wolves know this too. The devil, that wolf, knows exactly where to find you. The devil knows very well that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So this is precisely what the devil will attack and where he will focus his attention. The devil, you, you know, doesn't spend too much time attacking your hands or your legs. He doesn't waste his time plucking out your eyes or cutting your tongue. Rather, he attacks your ears and everything that goes in them. He attacks your hearing and what you listen to. It's not just that he doesn't want you to hear. He just doesn't want you to listen to the voice of Jesus. He can't silence Jesus' voice. So what he does instead is he adds more voices and noises and sounds to the mix. And so it goes that while you're still in God's fold, in his flock, under his care, the devil comes along to tempt you away, to get you to lose hearing of that voice and to despise that voice. When the devil lures you away from the church, he lures you away from the flock and your good shepherd. Think about it. If being a Christian means hearing the voice of Jesus, then going to church, the place where his word is preached, is being a Christian. And not being where that word is preached is not being a Christian. So this is why the devil tempts you to be busy and focused on other things in this life. He calls you to focus on the cares and concerns of this life. He entices you further and further away from the word so that you hear the voice of Christ less and less. And then before you know it, he's nowhere to be found. And you can't even hear or remember what that voice sounds like or what it said. But today you're here and you're in church hearing the voice of Christ. And so 
I guess that's the problem with this sermon. The people who need to hear it most aren't here. But this serves as a warning for you too, lest you be tempted away. We're all tempted not to come to church, not to gather around his voice. This temptation comes sooner than later. And this is why many times it's disheartening and in fact really discouraging to be a pastor. Herding sheep is the perfect analogy for being a pastor. As soon as the pastor is getting one, the other is getting away. As soon as the pastor chases after one who left one door, four leave that door. And if you see this frustration and sadness and sorrow in the pastor, in all the pastors, imagine Christ who actually suffered and died for you, who is your good pastor, your good shepherd, when he sees you wander away. Imagine his heart, how it aches and breaks for you. Now the devil's work doesn't simply stop there. He doesn't simply entice us away physically, but he tempts us away spiritually. He tempts us away by taking away our attention. The third commandment says that we should fear and love God so that we don't despise the preaching of his word, but gladly hear it and learn it. So no, it's not enough that you only go to church if you don't listen to that word and if you don't learn that word. It's not enough for you to sign your name in the guest book, sit in a pew, give an offering while you let your mind drift into the mundane. Church is important because that's where God's voice is. But if you simply go to church and don't pay attention to that word, then you're wasting your time. To listen to that word means to learn it. And you're to gladly hear and learn it. And so this is something I love to teach the confirmants. This means you don't simply have to go to church. You have to like going to church. You don't simply have to listen to the sermon. You have to like it. And to do this and to not do this then indeed is a sin. Because it's not holding the word sacred and gladly hearing and learning it. You see, the voice of Jesus isn't something a sheep begrudgingly or unwillingly listen to. It. The voice of Jesus is the very object of the sheep's delight. It's the thing that they want and desire the most. The voice of Jesus is the very sound that captivates and pleases and gladdens his sheep. When they hear his voice, when they hear his word, they, they, their faces light up because they rejoice and they know it's their shepherd calling them to him. It's the voice they love with all their heart. And the devil tries to take this away from us too. So he tempts us to become bored. Bored with God's word. Bored with the precious gospel. Bored with forgiveness of our sins. Which takes us to heaven to live with him there forever. He tempts us to become bored with that. The most amazing thing ever. He wants us to find other words and voices to be more exciting, more thrilling, more riveting than the word of God. And he wants us to find God's voice to be cold and lifeless or old and dull. The devil fights for your attention. He wants your thoughts. He wants your mind. He wants you. He wants to lure you away through a thousand voices just so that he can sink his fangs into your flesh. He wants to draw you away by boredom and fatigue so that he can hunt you down and drag you away and tear you apart. He wants to bite down on your heart and pull you away from your shepherd. He wants each of you one by one. So here's that image you have in mind, that as the sheep are gathered there in the pen, this wolf, the chief wolf, the devil, 
sends out his wolves and legions and false gods and false prophets to stand in the midst of that pen, calling your name and shouting for you. The wolf sends out his hired hands and idols to beckon you away and invite you into the darkness. And not only do you face these voices and distractions outwardly, day in and out, but also you find these noises and sounds and distractions coming from within you as your heart whispers guilt into your ears, as your conscience echoes words of condemnation, as your sinful mind tries to convince you that Jesus isn't real, that he didn't resurrect and that he's nowhere to be found. Your soul floods your mind to doubt God's promise. Your sin and depression and anxiety shout that you're worthless and have nothing worth living for. And in the middle of all this, Christ, the good shepherd, stands. And in the midst of all the chatter and the stammering and the yelling, Christ opens his mouth and silences them all as he speaks his word of truth. As he opens his mouth, his voice pierces through the noise and the lies and the falsehood. As he opens his mouth, his voice silences the legions of wolves, making them mute, shattering their teeth in triumph. As he opens his mouth, his voice cuts through all of your sin and sadness, cuts through all of your addiction and sorrow, cuts through all of your despair and loneliness, cuts through all of your depression and anguish. And in the midst of all of these sounds, all of these voices, all of these distractions and shouts from the world, Christ stands in the middle of the earth on a cross for all to see. And there he takes the place of his wandering sheep. He takes the punishment that we all deserved as the fangs of death and condemnation pierced his flesh and tore into his body. And he stands in the midst of it all, bleeding and dying, as he belts out with his voice, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for the sheep. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one can take them from my hand. Today Jesus speaks, And today you hear his voice. His voice calls out to you by name. I forgive you. I love you. I've died for you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Today the voice of your good shepherd who laid his life down for you forgives all of your sin, forgives all of your wandering away, forgives all of your not paying attention, forgives all of your boredom with his word and his holy and precious gospel. As you hear his voice today, you flee from all of the lies and the cares and the worries. You flee from all the wolves and hired hands. You flee from the distractions and annoyances. You flee from them all and you set your eyes on Christ. You flee from the things of this world and you run to him in faith, clinging to his word, following his voice. Don't get distracted by the concerns and problems of this life. Don't listen to the falsehood of this world. Hear the voice of Christ. Listen to his word. Today, Christ calls out to you again and again and again, and he tells you all that he does for you. His suffering and death, which was for you. Delight in this word and hold it sacred. Let it be your gladness. Let it cheer your broken heart. Find Christ who silences the voice of the devil with his voice. You follow that voice that calls out to you now. Today as he puts his word in your ears and speaks peace to you and forgiveness into those ears. Today his voice leads you to green pastures, to quiet waters, and he restores your soul. Today you hear your good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me.
Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.